Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Jake in the Paint podcast. Today, I'm joined by a very special guest, my boy Andrew Schwartz, all the way out from Jersey. When I first started the podcast, he was the first person after to be the guest, and unfortunately, he declined at the time. But now, <laughs> we're a year later, he's listening to some more podcasts, has his takes ready, and with all the Knicks stuff going around, I felt it was only right when he was back in the DMV to have him on. Just two lifelong Knicks fans trying to talk out our misery over the past 10 years on this podcast. So welcome on. What's up? How you doing? Yeah. So Andrew is looped in into the New Jersey basketball circle that you guys have heard on the podcast before. He's cousins with Sam Herps, who's been on for a while. Family friends with my cousin, Max Borkov, who's been on for a while. So everyone, all my guests are kind of looped in a little bit. It's like a little family aspect. So that should be fun. And Andrew and I, I mean, we've been watching Knicks and we watched that Knicks playoff series together. We've just been going back and forth about our Knicks takes since as for as long as I can remember. And so we're kind of just, I guess the main idea of the podcast is talk about the Knicks. Maybe we'll run over and talk some NBA stuff, see if he if has any hot takes for us, draft stuff, other NBA stuff, whatever he wants to talk about is what we'll, we'll talk about in the end. But to start off, we do want to kind of go through this timeline of Knicks fans Knicks misery Knicks misery that us Knicks fans have gone through so do you have any first thoughts any anything you want to start off with out of the gate before we really get started on this from from back then or from now from whenever whenever you want well so we I mean I'll start back then because we'll get to the now stuff Yeah, we'll start with the beginning with uh start the beginning uh with the Mellow trade when it all started. Right, that's when we were talking about that. 2011. We were, that was 2011. So we we're like nine years old at the time. Um, and we were about nine years old. We were like nine at the time, and so that was when I first really started getting into basketball. I liked the Knicks before, but I didn't really understand what was going on. Obviously, I didn't understand when I was nine, but I started to get it a little more, and. I just remember hearing that the Knicks were getting Carmelo Anthony, which is one of the Knicks' biggest superstars. Um. I still had the same views on basketball players I do now, so I wasn't the biggest Mellow fan. I thought he didn't pass the ball enough. I thought he didn't make his team better enough, but Knicks, they hadn't done anything my entire life, so I was pretty was, excited. At the time, he was an all-star, all-star. averaging top three in the league yeah, for he was points one top every scores. year. Yeah. yeah, so that was what Andrew and I were talking about really said it. I mean, he has two older brothers that are also diehard sports fans, so he was kind of ingrained into that a little bit more than me. But that was really what set off like our, I feel like for our generation, like the kids around our age, that was how we really first identified with the Knicks was Carmelo Anthony. Yeah. When they traded for him, it was on my birthday. Oh, that's it's interesting. Nice birthday. Fact. I mean, it looked like a good birthday present. Yeah. I mean, I had Chauncey Billups. Chauncey Billups. Our big three of Melo, Chauncey Billups, and Amari. What, so a, I comple- what a big three we had. I completely forgot that Chauncey Billups was in the deal until I was looking back on it now. And I was like, oh my God. Like, we added washed up Chauncey Billups yeah. to kind of sweeten that trade for us. But that was our big three. It that was, was our big it was three. LeBron, Wade, and Bosch versus Chauncey, Amari, and Carmelo Anthony. That was that was when the first. That was like the beginning. We always had like super teams and like you had dynamic duos like Jordan Pippen, Shaq and Penny, Shaq and Kobe. But this was like after the Boston thing when Ray was Ray Garnett. That was the original big. That three. was like the original big three, and then yeah. Boston tried to do to try to do their own thing with the Wade, Bosch, and LeBron in Miami. Did I say Boston? Yeah. Oh, Miami. <laughs> Miami tried to do their own thing a few years later. And then now we're... And the Knicks g- jumped in. Well, then they <laughs> jumped in. And they got... And they're like, all right, Chauncey, Amari, and Mello. Well, maybe if Chauncey was like nine years younger and Amari wasn't on one of the worst deals the Knicks ever signed, then yeah, then we have our big three. But that was like the start of like... Now we're walking around like... Oh, I'm trying to think. Like, it was like we were calling like Wiggins, Cat, and Jimmy Butler a big three. Yeah. No, that's big, not, a that not a big three. That's not a big three. Like, you can't <laughs> have a big three and be the seventh seed in the West. That was like the birth of it, I feel like. Three good players is different from a big three. 100%. But that was like the beginning of, okay, we have a little trio of big names, and we're going to dub them the big three. Yeah, it's not really how it works. So, that was – that was so, running back the details of that mellow trade, we get Chauncey Billups, Carmelo Anthony – Sheldon Williams, <laughs> Sheldon, Sheldon, Williams. Sheldon Williams, and one other player that I'm blanking on. But we, and then we give up Gallo, who we talked about, probably our, our best draft pick. Yeah, our best draft pick of our lives. Right, right. <laughs> so we give up Gallo, Wilson we give Chandler. up Wilson Chandler, and then we give up Felton. Raymond Felton, who who then Kate, he traded him, 
came back. No, right. we traded him. He went to Portland. And then came got back. really fat. Really fat. And then took the off season off, or took like the off season, got back in shape, and then came back to the Knicks. Right. And he was back for that playoff run. He was. So, Rimfeld kind of made his way around the block, yeah. but Chandler, <laughs> Chandler and Gall- Gallo bounced around a little bit, but Chandler probably kind of stayed, he stayed in Denver for a little bit. Um, and then the more important part just got traded. gave up. Wasn't Chandler just got traded? Well, I know, but he was. Yeah. He was. I know, but again, I'm just saying. Right, back yeah. in the news. Yeah, back in the news, back on the rumor mill. Yeah, and so he's definitely one of those guys where it's like he's good enough where he's always gonna be in trade talks, but he's not good enough to keep himself out of them. Yeah, like I feel like exactly. when the deadline, like you're looking for a good piece, and the deadline comes around, it's like he's just the kind of guy that's like never safe wherever exactly. he is. Because like no, he's not good enough to be like, nah, we're not trading. Exactly, exactly. No but he's like that. he's a good piece. So you're like, oh yeah, maybe we'll take him. Yeah, I completely agree on that. And then. So then he, so we trade them, and then we also send two firsts, our 12 first and our 14 first. Yeah. So that kind of starts the whole Knicks trading where they're a first-round draft pick kind of thing. Yeah, just started throwing first-round draft picks for great right. players like Bonyarni. Bonyarni. <laughs> we will get to, we will <laughs> definitely get to Andre Bonyarni later. But, so that first Knicks year, I had it all, I have it all pulled up right here. So that first Knicks year, we trade for Melo mid-season, and we end up going, that was 2010-11, we go 42 and 40, and we lose in the first round of the playoffs. We to, get swept. We get swept that year by, by Miami. No, by Boston. Boston. Oh, oh that Boston. Was, that was the first Boston. And then the next year, we played Boston in the first so round then, again. Yes. No, well, we played three straight playoffs, and then we lost in the first round twice. We lose to the Heat in the first round. Yeah. That's yeah. 2012. That's we'll get to that. I have one of my Mount Rushmore moments from that series, but we'll get to that later. And then the next year, which we. We easily agreed. So that was the lockout year, that 11-12 year. We had Dan Tony. So we only played 66 games that year. Yeah. We had Dan Tony. He was 18 and 24. Knicks were not fired. looking like they're in the playoff picture. He gets fired, and then Mike Woodson comes in. Mike Woodson goes 18 and six to lead the to Knicks to the playoffs. The short season. Short season. 36 and 30. I don't was think we were two seed. No, no, that was not the two seed. Year. We were second in our division, but yeah. definitely not the two seed because then we ended up playing the Heat. Yeah. So, but that team was really interesting. Looking at the per game, Carmelo only averaged twenty three a game, which is probably like the least, one of the least. Yeah, it's kind like of funny that numbers. D'Antoni didn't really work out with Melo. If right. you think like, what if there's any coach that oh, can coach yeah. Melo, it'd be D'Antoni. Hundred percent, really work. Hundred percent. Well, that was also Lynn's sanity. Lynn Jeremy Lynn averaged fourteen point oh, six Lynn. points per game that year, forty four percent shooting, thirty two from three, six point two assists. Four, Fifteen and six. That's not bad at all. I mean, one of the best point guards that I can remember for the for Knicks. the Knicks. The Knicks yeah, in a while. I mean, that's so sad. But yeah. like, <laughs> but judging from what we have, I mean, that was, that team was not even bad. Like that, you had Amari, who's. It I was mean, also. I mean, how much fun was that? Right, Tyson. I mean, because that was our first like. When Sanity was was. When Sanity was a fun. lot of fun. It was like his first what eight games out of nowhere when Kobe nowhere. was like, "Who's Jeremy Lin?" And then he dropped what thir- like thirty four, I think. Yeah. On Kobe, yeah. I mean, he that was like, I, that was gonna be on my Ru- Mount Rushmore moments. We'll just talk about it now because we're in like, the you know it was real when I think it was in Toronto when he just like, he was just like he had the ball in his hands to end the game and he was just like yeah get out of here and, and just, the whole crowd in Toronto everyone in Toronto was wearing Jeremy Lin jerseys yeah rooting I, for Jeremy Lin though it was it was Air Canada Jeremy Lin Center yeah <laughs> and he literally just like walked in like just like w- that walk in like. Walked in, through legs. Down. Yep, pulled up for three, and then Mike Green with the bang, bang, <laughs> bang. That bang is so classic, yeah. so classic. But I mean, he just lured him to sleep, and just like Jeremy Lin, just like pulled up and, and basically fixed our problems that, that year. Yeah, that, him and him and Woodson came in at the same time. Right. I mean, that like his. If you watch the mixtape from the Lin Sandy stretch, like it wasn't like he was just a sharpshooter, like hitting these wild. Yeah, like not not even a good. His shooter. finishing, like during Around that stretch, with huge like. He's not big. Yeah, not, he's not at all. He's, he was he's not finishing athletic. around all these guys. He's not athletic. It was like weird. Yeah, no, it was weird. His finishing, his floaters, everything. He literally pulled out every trick in the bag. And that was like one of the most fun two weeks I can remember as a Nick fan. Yeah, definitely. I've, I just remember, I mean, I don't live in anywhere near the city, but I do remember them just like, I can't imagine how many Lynn Sandy shirts they were selling outside the garden. It was, Lynn, just, it was just like, and Lynn Sandy, there was the videos on YouTube and like remixes about right. Jeremy Lin and every fan and everyone at the Knicks game was wearing number 17 jerseys that like didn't look good it's at all. It's also 17. It's just classic. He's 17. Like who I can't even think of any other basketball yeah, player like, at well, 17. 17. That's the worst PJ number Tucker. ever. PJ Tucker. 
That's who you're, right. that's who you're in the same boat with. That's the only player that yeah, came exactly. about. I mean, he's just like, it had everything that could make of like a sin, one man's Cinderella two-week run. And then like, you read about him like he was sleeping on Landry Fields' couch. Yeah. While dropping, dropping 35. <laughs> just like, he had the whole thing going for him. Like the Harvard graduate. Yeah, like it was everyone. just like the typical guy that just like comes out of nowhere. And you're like, and oh, well, of course New he York went loved to Harvard. Him. Everyone loved him. Everyone loved him. Yeah. Those Germanland Harvard jerseys are like they're great. They're, I think they're very cool. I don't yeah, see. The I'm more surprised. The, they're, sometimes they're like hard. They're bad quality DH gate. They are jerseys. I'm su- <laughs> I'm surprised I don't see a lot more Nick fans with those though. That's like a low yeah. key jersey. Every once in a while, I'm like, oh, that's like pretty cool. It's a nice jersey. Yeah. Except for then what happened with him after he we didn't resign him. Well, we didn't resign him. Big contract. Someone else paid him a fat contract. Who gave him a big contract? It was it was Houston gave him the fat contract. Houston, and then he went and then to like Charlotte and Brooklyn. Charlotte and Brooklyn. And but it was Houston gave him that three yeah. year, thirty two or thirty six. I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to. He was great, but I was like talking to my brothers during that off season. I remember specifically. But we were we were all we were, that was that was like prime time Knicks banter. I can't Yeah, but we didn't want to resign him. No one did. We knew it was it was a fluke. Yeah, but that was like when we it was were, awesome and we loved him, but it was a fluke. That was that was like. Primetime t- banter at yeah, Cantor exactly. the Knicks. Like, all right. It, it, it was a nice time. Dreamland. Gotta love Bob. Right. Bob and not like, you don't like hear Bob's voice over the last week often, but when he says Dreamland signs a three year, $36 million deal with Houston, you're like, all right, we can live with good, that. Good. We can live with that. So going that year, we end up making the playoffs that year. And then this is kind of the predecessor to like the best Knicks season of our lifetime. Yeah. Go definitely. 54 and 28, the two seed. Yeah, we have who we have Tyson Chandler, Tyson Chandler, Raymond Felton's back, Jr. and Emond. We have so the stats on this team per game. Melo got up to twenty nine a game. He was didn't he win the scoring title? Uh, I don't Over know. Over KD, I feel like by like point four. I'm gonna maybe look. It was a different I don't game. know. I'm. He won the yes, scoring title. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. He did. Over That's, KD. Yes, that was 2012, 2013. He did win the scoring title at 28.7 points per game. Yeah. On fifty four from the field, thirty eight I mean, from three. Melo's best season ever by far. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was I, he was like even unreal that year. Only two point six turnovers. Who else did we have? Iman, Jr. We had Tyson Chandler, one Raymond Felton. So Jr. Smith, Jr. Smith had eight. Jr. Smith was dropping eighteen a game, off the bench. Off the bench. Wait, did he win he six man of the year that um, year? And Tyson Chandler won defensive player of the year. I know Tyson Chandler won deep boy that year. And and yes, yes. And Melo won. Man. And Melo won the Melo won scoring title. Yeah, that was. I mean, you came. That year. was like it's great season. Prime time Knicks. Like that was the highest peak yeah. I've ever been. Even when Melo was hurt for a couple weeks, he was hurt. Week. He, was, he missed fifteen and games. Jr. Jr. Smith came in, started a couple of games, mm-hmm. hit a buzzer beater against Phoenix. Yes, on the road, and hit another one against I forget who. So then that Shump. I think that was Shump's first. Year in the league, was, he was a rookie. No, he wasn't. He was no. the second year in the league. Second year with the flat top. Yeah, flat top. I mean, huge drop. Starting all these Nick, like the the heart and soul of the Knicks. Knicks tape. Hashtag Knicks tape. Yeah. That was hold my phone. Hold my phone. <laughs> hold my phone was so good. Um, and then we had Felton dropping fourteen a game. And then we had. Did we have Baron Davis at his back spasms that year? Oh, we did not. Not Baron Davis. Chris Copeland though. Remember Chris, Chris Copeland? Copeland with the I Chris love Cope. Chris Copeland. Cope. Cope, Cope, yeah, Cope he, is a great three-four shooter. I think Cope is like a fringe. Steve Novak. Cope is like a fringe Mount Rushmore guy for me. I like, love Chris I, Copeland. Like, he's not. Him. You know they do like the next four out for the for March Madness. Next like, four. He out. Would, I don't know if he'd make next four out, but he's definitely like next next four out. Yeah. For next, me, like next four he's out. definitely <laughs> in the conversation. Yeah. And so we did have Rasheed Wallace for a little bit at the end of that. I mean, Marcus Camby, Kurt Thomas. Oy. Jason, K- we don't. We were, the, we were the oldest team in the league. We were, we we were, were the so oldest team old, in the league. The oldest average now. age. Jason Kidd started forty-eight games for us. Steve My dad's Novak. favorite player ever is Jason Kidd, and his two favorite players are Jason Kidd and Steve Novak. Yeah, Steve Novak. Steve Novak shot forty-three percent. Mean, he did forty-three yeah. percent from three. Forty-three percent from the field from three on four point three attempts. I'm a little surprised that's not higher, but like that just shows you how good he was. That yeah, I exactly. Be, we expect him to be higher than forty-three percent. Forty-three percent is insane. So With the Rogers discount double check belt after yes. every three. Yes. Oh, he was such like he was just the man. Like he was so corny, and you're like, there's no way this guy belongs on just an like, NBA court. But he's he just was like all he was good. to him. He was tall, and he was a good shooter. Yeah. Like he's no different from anyone else. Like he was a regular dude. wasn't like athletic. Hundred percent, not at all. Shoot the hell out of the he ball. He shot the <laughs> hell. Like he literally just went out there, sniped. I mean, he like played a he played a good role for us that year. Only played twenty minutes per game, but got in, stretched the floor. I um, feel like he was a good defender. I don't even know. I feel like he can move. 
I don't know. I feel like that also, but I don't know. I feel like he had a couple, couple nice plays. Yeah. Did we have Jared Jeffries that year? Ah, uh, looking on the I'm, roster. I'm just remembering this whole team. So right now. we didn't have Jared Jeffries, but you know we did have. I'm surprised if we kept it at Mount Rushmore of Knicks players, this guy would have made your list. Like I'm pretty sure of it. Once you went through all the rosters, started 18 games for us. <laughs> he played average 16 minutes a game. Took three shots per game, 3.5 points, three assists, only one turnover per game. 3.5 points on 18 minutes? Yes. 16 minutes. 16 minutes? Point yeah. guard. Putting you on the spot heavy, but I don't know. Who is it? Prigioni. Pablo. Yeah. Oh, my God. How could I forget? Yeah. I have a Prigioni, Prigioni, shirt. Prigioni jersey. Yeah, the Prigioni yeah, I think I brought it. Of course you did. <laughs> it goes everywhere. It's no, a so great shirt. That team was just like looking back on it. I mean, Kenyon, Mo- the fact that you had all these guys on the back end of their career just really making an impact on the team though like yeah we had Carmel Anthony was their star power J.R. Smith brought the energy off the bench scoring off the bench and then you kind of just had guys like Prigioni and Novak Prigioni and like Novak guys Kenyon Martin played Kenyon Martin was games. great he, he was like energy games. in the defense Tyson Chandler started 16 games started we signed Kenyon Martin like late in the season late in the right? season in the yeah. playoffs yep and then felt like you just had guys like that was the last Knicks team I can remember where it was like Okay, we have like... It was the first time late in the season. We're like, we're getting more guys. Right. We're not going to dump all of our bad contracts right now. We're going to sign some guys. And I just, we're going to make a run at this. And it was just like, that team was so well put together. Like, everyone yeah. had their it role. Worked. Yeah, everyone it just liked worked. each other. 100%. E- that was like Iman and JR. They kind of... Well, that was the, the well, that was year we beat the Heat three times. So, yeah. the Heat in the regular season. Like, we yeah. were legit good it that was, year. We, we played them opening day that right. year. Mm-hmm. We, and we beat them by like... I want to say a lot, like twenty. Really? I don't. I don't remember that score. Mello, Mello was guarding. It was the game. Mello was guarding LeBron on one possession, and he puts his hand in front, in front of his of face. face to classic. Him. Classic. Puts Mello. his hand right in his face, like blocking classic. his vision. Yeah. So that year, so then we beat. We get our revenge on the Celtics. Beat them four to two on the yeah. back end of their like dynasty, and then we go play the Pacers. And that Pacers series, I like remember everything about that Pacers series. <laughs> like that, not that I remember like every little stat like that, but I just like remember watching I all remember the games. Watching remember everything. watching Sports I mean, Center, watching them talk Roy, about the games, Paul reading George, stuff. Roy Hibbert, Roy George Hibbert. Hill. It was Roy Danny, Hibbert, Danny Granger, Danny Granger, Danny Granger. Yeah, that. See, I'm pulling. We lost in six. I so, remember Roy Hibbert was. Was toying with Tyson Chandler. Right. Uh, yeah. Tyson well, Chandler was, played horribly that series. So they had Lance Stevenson too. Oh, I hate Lance Stevenson. So Mello, Mello was kind of a, Mello was a beast in that series. So Paul what George. I'm looking right now. I need the per game. Okay, that so, was the beginning of Paul George. So they were yeah. So they were so balanced. They had five guys averaging double digits in the playoffs. Like that's not easy. The Pacers did. Yes. yes Paul George, all, Hibbert. Paul George at twenty. David West was at 15. David West. David oh, West I hated David West. George Hill was at 16 points per game in the playoffs. Hibbert at 13. Hibbert played 38 minutes a game. That's kind of crazy. Seven footer. Seven, bigger than and, seven. And, seven two. And, yeah, he's a big guy to play 38 minutes per game Yeah. in the playoffs. And then Lance. Lance had 12 a game and eight rebounds per game for Lance in, the, in that series. I wish Instagram was more around at this time to see the JR versus Lance. That would, uh, yeah. <laughs> that was just not a thing back then because yeah. we didn't really know who Lance was yet. But looking back on it, like JR and Lance good. most likely <laughs> guarding each other like on the definitely court when they're on the court at the same they're time. They're both good defenders. That's so funny. JR's, JR and Melo, underratedly, very good defenders. Melo plays no when, defense. No, when Melo wants to, if Melo is going up against someone good, a good player like LeBron, right, okay. and he wants to play defense... He he, he's a good defender. I I feel like he was, I mean, probably no just, one will agree with me on this, but I think he was a good defender when he tried. I think you just like yeah, he didn't really. Tr- he just I guess tried. most NBA players could be a good defender when, when they, they try because they're all just so athletic. a little a little eye popping numbers from the series. Melo averaged twenty nine points per game, pretty good in the playoffs. Very good. Our next best score, J.R. Smith at thirteen and a half. That was the problem. There's no one else after and then Mello. Felton at eleven. And then Great. we're done. And then we're yeah, all and then in. that was it. Shump had 9.7. That was a little bit of Shump's coming out party. But the putback. That putback was epic. One of the he, best dunks yeah. in Nick's history. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he just like... That and the dunk with John Starks. Right, but well, we weren't alive for <laughs> yeah, that. Exactly. So in our generation, that Shump putback was like, whoa. Like, we kind of... And that was when we didn't really knew what... We didn't really know what Shump was going to be. He was like... He was like... We drafted him as a defender. Yeah. He tried to shoot, and he was not a good shooter. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> He was just very athletic, mm-hmm. and was the 
like the chemistry guy for the Knicks, kind of. Well, I mean, it's still known to this day that he's just a great locker room guy. Yeah, Everyone exactly. Loves him. Everyone loves him. All those, sa- loves him. I mean, Knicks you see tape. all those started Knicks tape. All those Sacramento guys when he got traded, got traded the other day, posting like I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think he's a good guy that people like to be around. And, and then he, well, the Knicks when he was with the Knicks, he was a great defender, and then he tore his ACL. That too. Yeah. That was when the, that was like when the whole Adidas curse was going around. Every part of the word Adidas yeah. tore their ACL. Yeah, gross. You remember that visual? Like it was like, "Don't wear Adidas." Yeah, you're gonna tear your ACL. Yeah. It was like Shump on the ground, D Rose on the ground. Like, I'm trying to think of others, but it was, that was like the Adidas curse. Anyway, so then Shump, that was he averaged ten a game. Cope, so Cope in that series, he took twenty threes in six games, a little over three a game. Shot forty eight. Made it was eleven for twenty from three in that series. I mean, it's it, not bad. Not bad at all. And he just like gave us. Oh no, I'm sorry. He was 55. I was in the field. He's 55 percent from 55 three in the playoffs. He was 11 for 20 on 20 attempts. It's very impressive. I love Chris Copeland. Yeah, I stand so by. that was but that was just like a good competitive series. And then I do remember lost in six. And then the Pacers went on and gave the Heat a run for their money. Yeah, they that, that was that was Paul George. That this was the real George. Was Paul George when he was like that was the real. Oh shit, Paul George next year might right. be LeBron at the Heat. Right, but that was. The and Paul George, you know what moment I'm talking about? I don't know. He, there I was, they, the had, they, had a, they had a maybe a double overtime game. The moment I'm talking where about. LeBron is, and Paul where, George were going back and the forth. The one where Le, Paul George just like is driving. He drives right. Drives right. And just like posterizes somebody. Just like on the heat. I feel in, like in I the remember. Finals, just like absolute poster. I'm going to pull it up just because I need to see it and see who was on. But like that was just like, oh shit. Like Paul, it's not just like. Because at the time, Danny Granger was like. Kind of viewed as like their no, guy. Yeah, he was good. He yeah, was their he was, guy. It was the end of Danny Granger, right? The beginning of Paul George, and that was just time. like, oh, now Paul George is here, and and but he that was, and he's really and he was really good. Yeah, but that that I just remember that one. So yeah, so game two dunks on Birdman, classic. Oh wow, classic. Uh, I'm pulling it up right now. He or he just classic, just like ferociously pu- like punched it on Birdman. So that was that. But I just remember that one hurting as a Nick fan because you're like we beat the Heat and obviously regular season doesn't always correlate to the playoffs. Yeah. But like we own the Heat. We wanted to in the regular were, season. I feel like part of it when we, were, I mean, I know as fans we were like, oh, we just got to get like we, I want to play the Heat, right? Like I want to see LeBron in the playoffs because everyone hated LeBron at this. Everyone time. hated LeBron. I remember he left so, Cleveland and he was you. You hated LeBron. I did hate LeBron. I liked LeBron. And then we switched. The tables have turned now. I love LeBron. Yeah, I don't know how. <laughs> I don't know I how. I mean, I've just like he went back to Cleveland, and I just started, and I just love. It. it was more like I wanted, I wanted to beat the Warriors with KD and all that, and he was the guy. He's the guy that's gonna do it for you. Yeah, he could do it. I mean, didn't beat KD, but he beat the Warriors. Beat the that Warriors. Year. When he went back to Cleveland, I just said like, all right, he made up for it. He won them a championship, which he said he was gonna do for the Heat. Okay. No, won them championship for, for Cleveland. Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're saying when he and then like okay. when he went back to Cleveland is when I started to like him again. Right. Okay, that's fair. I guess <laughs> we'll talk. We, we'll we're not getting into this without talking about a little bit of LeBron because that's like I would say that's like our top disagreement. And I just yeah. have, especially going on right now, I just have so many things to say. Like so, LeBron many and the Lakers is a whole different story. That we'll, that's a shit show. We'll talk. We'll talk. But so this is the, this. So this we don't know it yet because we're thinking. We're gonna come in next year and repeat and like the have next? another competitive season, yes. Yeah. But we don't know it yet. But this kind of marks the, the end, end. <laughs> the end of what we kind of got used well, to for we like two years. Made the second round of the playoffs. So this is the end. <laughs> yeah, I mean it was fun while it lasted, but like that was it for us. Then and this is the highlight of the Knicks of our Knicks lives. Yeah, right. right so here, and it's so over. going going back through it, one of the more underrated things I would say that doesn't really get talked about enough. I mean, obviously the botch draft picks, all that stuff. Free agent signings, horribly off the charts. But one thing I would say that when I was looking back, that's just like an underrated thing that doesn't get talked about enough. That I think we both agreed off air before this that kind of changed the course of this Knicks franchise is that Barnyani trade. trade. Yeah, and he just provided us nothing, absolutely nothing. I mean, if you bring up the name Andrea Barnyani to my brother Adam, oh, he'll freak out. He. I've never seen someone hate someone as much as, as he did Adam Bonyarni. hates Bonyarni. I mean, rightfully so. He's gave away a first round pick for this. He was drafted first overall, right? 
And everyone yes. like, oh, he's Dirk. He's Dirk. No one's Dirk ever. Yeah. No one's ever going to be Dirk. Him getting drafted first overall is just, ridiculous. That's I mean, he came to the Knicks. He was number 77. Oh, my God. He and just then had, yeah. he tried, well, who did he try to dunk on and then fell to the ground and got hurt? Oh, uh, is that what it was? Yeah. He, he, got, tried, he got hurt and then trying it was to post Air was everything. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I just he remember like him. Fell, and it was the Jordan logo sideways. Right. Okay. Now this is all coming back. This is all coming back. But I just remember him. Getting, we got nothing out of him, and then the problem was we gave away yet another first rounder. So when we really started to suck yeah, and, and really a needed pick. a draft pick, we didn't have one. And do you remember who they took? So that was, I think, who was in that draft? I looked it up, and it was like so. It was like how the Raptors turned Barnyani into Kawhi Leonard, and I was like, all right, I'm not going to read that yeah, article because that's just going to be like, yourself. well, they drafted this, and then they traded this pick, yeah. and then they traded this guy, and I'm just like, no, I can't. My brain can't really handle that right now. I don't know. We gave it to Toronto straight up. Yeah, right? we did. But I'm assuming Toronto traded it to somebody, which is how that article yeah. even got written. I mean, it doesn't even matter. If we had the pick, we would have drafted the wrong guy anyway. 100%. <laughs> so that that was like the real turning point, and we talked about there's really two errors in our eyes as like 17-year-old Knicks fans. It's just the pre the mellow era. I don't even then, remember pre mellow. I don't. I don't even know. Pre mellow was, was like, pre mellow was. I don't remember. It was just Gallo and Wilson Chandler. Fair. I, the only thing I do and remember a little bit of Amari. The only thing I do. Mello. The only thing I remember from the pre mellow era is the Knicks. Is Steph Curry getting taken the pick before the Knicks? Steph Curry gets drafted at seven. We go eight and take Jordan Hill. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's all I remember, and that's probably like for the best that I don't remember a lot from that. And it's also for the best that he got taken right before us instead of right after us. You think we, no? We would have taken him. You think so? Yeah. Every the, there, you always hear that we were so high on him, but All we would have right, found well, we would have found a way. Yeah, we would have traded it. Would have found a way. <laughs> so then we're now starting this post mellow era, which is just we our highest was it was Phil Jackson comes in Phil Jackson the end comes of mellow right gets rid of him, which at the time I didn't hate. I liked that getting rid of mellow. Yeah. Getting Phil Jackson. Getting rid of mellow. Oh yeah, it no, was the end. Fine. It was the end. It was there was nothing good coming out of Mello anymore. Yeah, I mean he Clearly. was just. I mean I I, I still like Mello. I hope he get. I hope he gets signed by the Lakers or someone just so mm-hmm. he can play. Right. Because that's all he wants to do is play. Yeah. But I mean we did. I'm good with getting rid of him at that time. Agreed. So then we go. We're 37 and 45, with Mike Woodson. Then he gets fired, and we bring in 37 Fish. and 45 is like the worst record to be. Can't get a good can't pick. get a good pick and you're on the playoffs. Hundred percent. And then we go seventeen and sixty five. Derek Fisher. Derek Fisher. We don't have our pick. Questionable. Questionable coach signing. I don't think we didn't have our pick that next yeah. year. That was a 2015 draft, and we traded, which that we pick. didn't. We didn't have a pick in. Yeah. So then, of course, the worst sixty five losses is literally atrocious. Like I don't even know. The Knicks are like, probably on pace for more than that this year. Yeah, it's going to be close. But 65 is a lot of losses. But with no pick. With no pick. At least we have hopes this year. 100%. Big, so big at least hopes. we're doing. So this is the Conte Towns draft that we just didn't have a pick in. No, yeah, we did. Oh, no, we did. No, we did. We took a oh, Porzingis. Porzingis. All right. So scratch all that. We did have a pick. We took Porzingis and actually made things right for once. That was. But I think, I think Phil Jackson picked Porzingis by accident. You think so? He was not supposed to be good. And Phil Jackson did not think he was going to be good. Yeah. I think that was. I mean. Phil Jackson was trying to ruin the Knicks, and he, he drafted Dingus Pingus. Dingus Pingus. He drafted him, Orcus. trying to <laughs> never heard of Latavia. <laughs> drafted him, trying to ruin the Knicks more, and it just so happened that he was stud. Yeah. So I completely botched that and mixed it. I was looking at the wrong year. So that year we actually tanked and got a good draft pick, got something out of it. And Porzingis is. We also wanted who? We wanted Okafor. We wanted D'Angelo Russell. Looking maybe. back on it, though, if Okafor, looking back, I wanted D'Angelo Russell really badly. Yeah, but Oka, yeah, but he, we we're never gonna get him. Who's a stud on the Nets now? He's a stud, and we were never gonna get him though. They, there was no way Showtime was this passing. Ba- this was this was a Russell. bad draft. It was looking back. Carl Anthony Towns well, is like, a hot well, you know, Jaws finding himself finding He's himself with now. the Pelicans. Yeah, Jaws finding himself. With the now that he gets the fourth quarter because Anthony Davis doesn't. So how funny! Look, just looking back on this draft, we were just talking about how this is not a good draft. We own the rights on our roster. We have the fifth pick and the seventh pick. Moutier, Moutier and Super Mario, and Mario Herzogia. Yeah, Sandra was five in that draft. Great Nuts. draft. <laughs> I mean, so that's just like even sums it up more. Like, yeah, we just remember that as like a sh- I like, didn't want Moutier. I was like, Moutier is not going to be good. Fair. We just, just I, I just remember good. like. Now we're thinking, oh, look, this is such a shitty draft, and like two of our players that we like two of our, our rotation starter slash who just, knows who who knows who the starter yeah or just clean up Fizdale. yeah Fizdale I mean he changes that stuff every but Fizdale night. I love I love Fizdale actually 
I don't know. I'm, I haven't made my mind up. On I him. I mean, I just know based off of what I hear other NBA players say about him. I guess that's true. D Wade loves him. Yeah. LeBron loved him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Saul didn't like him. I don't. I just don't. I don't know if I like his idea of building a culture. Yeah. I just don't know if it's gonna work. His culture is the right one for this group. Yeah. If that makes sense. I mean, it can all turn around though. Fourteen percent chance. Zion Williamson. Fourteen percent chance. So then. We're we need to get to this year because a lot. This has a been the most active. There's a lot to talk about this year, but just a little bit of hope. I mean, just year. to skip around. Fisher gets fired, then we bring in Hornacek, then he gets fired, then we bring in Fisdale. I mean, just 32 wins, 31 wins, 29 wins, no, nothing going on. And no it's not, hope. And none of these, none of these win totals were enough to get us the first pick. And yeah, and pick. we didn't have picks. We got Frank, or we didn't have a pick, or we got. We got Knox this year, Knox. who I don't like. We'll talk. <laughs> so now we're in the 2018-19 season. The Knicks are 10 and 44. They've Gotta lost get close like, to 63. They've lost like 27 of their last 29. Something cr- like something. We've nuts. lost, I think, 15 in the in a row at the Garden. That's wild. That's a disgrace to Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that's really bad. Yeah. 15 in a row at the Garden. Maybe 14. Probably shouldn't even play there anymore. Yeah. We really Honestly, shouldn't play. They don't there. deserve to play there. Yeah, we really don't. So now, but the pro- the thing is with this year is I don't mind us losing because, like you said, we yeah, have we our pick lose, and we, we have Zion. hope. But of course, the one year we have hope, they change the lottery odds around. I still think I think the cold. You just you do have to think. Play. You do have to think because it's it's such a transcendent player, and he's so transcendent that because the he draws, NBA wants him in New York. He draws eyes. Yeah, and like this isn't like Carl Anthony Town. Like everyone know everyone knew. Like I'm trying to think like. Anthony Davis was like a transcendent player. Yeah. But Anthony Davis like wasn't drawing the eyes that like Zion Williamson like, tries. Like this he, is drawing like everyone in the country is watching. Right. I mean game. everyone wants to watch Zion and what's better for the, like you know the Knicks are still valued at the, as highest, the NBA's highest, highest franchise yeah. and we haven't won anything. Like imagine if we had Zion. Like the NBA needs Zion in New York, which is the only reason I'm like all right, fine. We all have a 14% chance, but like like if the, the NBA Knicks should is probably win the lottery, rigged, then we will win the lottery. Like Phoenix, what are you gonna do? Stick Zion in Phoenix? Yeah, I mean eh, that could be they, could, they would be a good team. But I know the they NBA would be a good wants team. him in New yeah, York. Yeah, but Cleveland doesn't. Just, if Cleveland gets another generational oh player, God, if they get another first, they get the first, they get the they first, first overall pick they, every yeah, year. Every year. I mean, if they get him, that's just like stupid at this point. Why yeah. would you want in Cleveland? And then Chicago, yeah, that might be a good spot, but they're a mess right now with Jim Boylan. So like the Knicks are, we the deserve Knicks, him. If you're going by the fact that the lottery is rigged, which I agree with, yeah, the Knicks sh- should probably should get, get that number one pick. Yeah. So, fourteen <clears> percent <throat> chance though. Fourteen. But then <clears throat> we trade. This is th- I need your take on this trade first because we have nothing else to talk about. Other, like nothing else happened other than tanking and the trade this year. But Brzingis I feel like trade. that could take twenty five minutes to talk about. The Porzingis trade, I like it. I mean, I know we could have gotten more, and we could have never signed Hardaway and drafted Dennis Smith. I mean, even if Frank. we didn't draft Dennis Smith, we didn't trade Porzingis to get Dennis Smith. He just Agreed. happened to be on the Mavericks. Fair. But if we never signed Hardaway, we just could have gotten so much more for for Porzingis. Yeah. It's not like there's nothing bad. There's nothing bad about. Porzingis, besides that, he was hurt. Hurt. Okay, like, it's fine. not like he's a hothead, or nope. it's not like nope. no team wants him. Other than Everyone his, wants him. Other than his, I think his brother, Giannis, that's his agent, He, I think he's a straight-up asshole. He is. Did you see the press conference? No. Opening press conference, Rick Carlisle is sitting, Porzingis, Tim Hardaway, Courtney Lee, and Trey Burke on the podium. And Rick Carlisle basically... When from I didn't really I didn't think this was usual, but people, judging by the real NBA people that were tweeting about it, they're like, "This is insane." He takes like thirty to forty seconds out of the press conference. Is like, "Yeah, I just want to welcome Giannis Porzingis, Kristaps' brother and agent." He's sitting in the His back. Giannis. Giannis. <laughs> yeah. It's but it's like J A N. Oh. So it's like Latvia. Yeah. La- Latvia. La- from Latvia. Latvia. Janis. <laughs> um. So so Giannis Porzingis, and he wants to welcome him. And make sure he knows that, and they talk for three hours the night before, and he wants to make sure that everyone's on the same page, that not only Kristaps and Giannis and his therapist, and they're all a part, they're all part of our family. And if you, like, people take, we're taking screenshots of, like, Trey Burke's face, like, Tim Hardaway was at the end, and I think Tim Hardaway was at the end, he looked, like, all the way around at Rick Carlisle just to make sure, like, he was, like, actually seeing what was going yeah. on. If, and if just, like, judging yeah. by the reactions of them and, like, 
the fact that Rick Carlisle even made it a point to say that, I just think he's something at that. Some, like, like I just I just don't think he's an easy guy to deal with. But that's not that's not a reason why people would want Porzingis. Well, the only reason I say that is because if a guy like that is such an idiot and he is such like a Kawhi's uncle. Right. No, literally. <laughs> like if, yeah. if and AD's dad, allegedly. Exactly. Allegedly. allegedly I don't think AD's dad. dad sent those texts. It was Rich Paul under AD's I mean, and dad. also LeVar. And LeVar. I mean, <laughs> it's like, the LeVar is like so in the league of his own. It's different. It's yeah. different. It's a different thing. But <laughs> like if you, if he is that stupid and he's in Kristaps ear because one, he's his agent, two, he's his brother. And they're already talking about Kristaps is probably going to take the qualifying offer. For the Mavericks. For the Mavericks. Which yeah. like a seven footer coming, a seven foot three guy. He's coming who's, who coming off a torn ACL whose game is predicated along mobility and, and moving stretch. and fluidity <laughs> and stretch and everything. The fact that he would take a qualifying offer and risk basically if he gets hurt again during that qualifying offer year, he's done. Yeah. They're not okay. Mavericks aren't resigning him. Yeah. No one's resigning him. He's done. Even though Mark Cuban's saying he wants to keep him in 100%. But together. if he tears his ACL again, which happens all the time, then, people what, have then nothing's going to make anyone think he's not going to do it a third time. Exactly. And why the fact that they're even considering taking that qualifying offer is a little bit, I would say, I, look, I don't think, I think the Knicks completely messed this one up, but I do think that could be a little bit of a turnoff. I just think that if he wasn't going to play with us, mm-hmm. I, I agree with trading him. Yeah. I just think we, if we didn't have Hardaway and... We just could have gotten a lot more for him. Yeah, I the only issue I have with the take where it's like and like so I like I don't know who was saying this. I don't even want to say Stephen A. I said it because Stephen A. Literally knows nothing. <laughs> I used to see that he said Dwayne Haskins is more of a yeah, runner that like that. he doesn't he just doesn't watch he sports. Had like a hundred rushing yards and five five thousand rushing yards. Yeah, so St- I think it was Stephen A. Though, so whatever he said. He's like, whoa! If you if he doesn't want to be there, you just gotta trade what you can and get what you get for him. And I'm just like, well. Not often does a guy in his first... He's still in his rookie deal. He got deal. drafted by the Knicks. He's still in his rookie deal. He's a restricted free agent. He has zero leverage whatsoever. The fact, coming off torn ACL. The fact <laughs> of coming off torn ACL, restricted free agent. The fact, like, every educated Knicks fan was like, all right, fine, you're unhappy, sucks for you. Yeah. It's like, sucks for you. You're under contract for the next year and a half, and you're restricted. We can match anything that anyone else puts on the table. You're not going anywhere. We're going to work this out. But the fact that he wanted out so bad, and it was so, like unrepairable just is just a testament to how bad the management and James Dolan is that they pissed him off so much exactly like it also came out of nowhere it was like I was sitting on my couch I got up from school and it was Porzingis it was a wild 40 Porzingis it was like it was they had a meeting with Porzingis and and he was unhappy he's unhappy and might like all these words like might want to be out it was might want out it was the Woj tweet that was at first it was like it, it was like at 145, it was said they had a meeting and he was unhappy. Yeah. Then about 45 then minutes later, it says he left with he left them with the impression he wants to be traded. Not even 45 minutes later. It was like the Woj tweet, 10 minutes later, 20 minutes later, bang, traded. Well, no, it lasted like from the start of the, from the first article, then it was like a 45 minute break, hour break, and then yeah. it was like left the impression they want to be traded, and then 45 minutes he was gone. Yeah, exactly. And that just doesn't happen. And it was out of nowhere. So like e- either the Knicks leaked it for some reason, well, for some Knicks idiotic were shop- reason. Well, now it's now it's come out that they were shopping him before. Yeah, exactly. And but if no one would have known that he did, he wasn't happy if right. we didn't say it ourselves. Because may that makes me think why we didn't get as much for him as. Well, I think. Well, I, I just there was so many. There's just so many other teams out there that we well, could have like, more from. Well, if they were shopping him for weeks. Then I guess actually we Then couldn't. he knew he wasn't happy. Yeah. And then they put it out there that he wanted out to try to be like, well, what are we going to do about they it? They probably put it out after they had the trade. Right. After they They already had the trade forward. with Cuban. And they were like, we want... I mean, they already had the trade, whatever. And then they're like, wait a sec. Mm-hmm. We're going to tell everyone Porzingis doesn't want to right. be here. So it's like, so it's so not it's as like, bad well, what, do you, what did you want us to do? Yeah. He didn't want to be here. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's like in react- like, well, And then he's on Instagram saying... Uh, the, the truth, truth will come will, out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, and just like, who knows what that means? Who knows what that means? He could just be spewing bullshit, like yeah. completely possible. Maybe speak good but English. I'm probably gonna go with the fact that James Dolan is an asshole. Like yes. that's just that's how it proven. <laughs> if we're going off, most things can fall back. Background on that information, next. other other interactions. Like, it's most likely that. And again, like someone tweeted, they fired his favorite coach. They shipped out Hernan Gomez, who that was his, who his was his best, best friend. friend. Like they did nothing to make him want to be there. 
Yeah, because if, if any other normal team right. had their stud that they drafted and his best friend was Willie Hernan Gomez, mm-hmm. you re-signed Willie Hernan Gomez. Yeah. Not to mention, Willie Hernan Gomez was good basketball. bad he for us. Like, second-team all-rookie. Yes. Completely. I so mean, he wasn't even bad. Second-team all-rookie? Yeah, it's going to second-round pick Second-rounder. Yeah. And <laughs> not to mention, poor his best friend. Yeah. So, it's just, they did nothing to try to keep him happy. And the fact that, like, they got cap space. We traded Porzingis for cap space. They got cap space and for Dennis their franchise Smith, we player. We could have drafted. But my, here's my problem with getting Dennis Smith and Dennis Smith is go, playing really well right now. So this yeah. is gonna make. This, I loved. I loved him at NC State. This is gonna also. make it. This is gonna make it even worse. We have two max spots in free agency. Yes. Kemba Walker, Kyrie Irving could both possibly be free agents. I'm assuming we're gonna. I wouldn't at. max out Kemba Walker, but we're going to. You think so? Yeah. I honestly think next year we're going to have. Well, we're, we're gonna offer him a max deal. Next year we're gonna have. Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant, and Zion Williamson all on the same team. See, that would be amazing. Like, if, if that... If, I just think... I don't know why. Usually, I'm... Usually, I doubt the Knicks, and I'm like, there's no way we're getting this guy. I do it with all my teams. There's no yeah. way we're signing this guy. But, for some reason, I think we're getting... We're going to have all three of them to first game next but year. But with the Knicks, they never sign that guy. Like, that's what we were going through. The Knicks, free agent contracts. Never, Eddie said, Curry. right when we traded Porzingis, you texted me, and we're, you were like, Tobias Harris and Kemba Walker. Well, not Those to buy max slots. Well, well, now he's going to re-sign with Sixers, but at the time... All right, so fine. Kemba Walker and Boogie Cousins. Is that a win? Uh, it it may, it brings us, like, to the playoffs. I, I just don't think that's a win. Like, if we have Zion Williamson. Just like, if we have Zion Williamson, that's, it's a pretty good team, but I... I'm gonna, we, need, we need KD or Kyrie. I'm going to tell you why it's not a no, win. No, we need both. I'm going to tell you why it's not a win. So we had one max slot before this deal. Yeah. We didn't need the second slot. The only way it's a win is if... Rich Kleiman, Kevin Durant's manager, best friend, everything, has basically been in contact because we know the NBA, NBA is full of collusion. And he's full been in contact collusion. with the Knicks front office. And he's like, yeah, you're probably going to get KD, but he wants another slot. That's why. So they sign KD and they're like, here's KD, here, KD, here's Max Slot, go pick someone. 100%. And if that happens, then the trade is a win. 100%. But if you don't get, if you didn't make- That's why I think it's going to happen because I think that. That happened with KD. Well, you can't. And he's going to pick Kyrie. You can't make this trade without having confidence like, that you're going to sign him. And I, I don't care that the next day you say you're confident. You have to say that. Like you need yeah. real off the book confidence, like that real he, tampering, like right, real big legit, time yeah. tampering, like more than LeBron tampering. 100. percent I mean, that's an insane level of tampering. Like <laughs> you literally, like LeBron is colluding. But what are you going to do, LeBron? There's nothing. You can LeBron do. is you, colluding. LeBron, LeBron, LeBron is colluding. Rich Paul represents LeBron, who's the Lakers general manager. And Anthony Davis, who's demanding a trade. Yeah. So, what are you going to do about that? That's just off the charts. But, anyway, like, how could you not get more than cap space for Kristaps? Uh, there's just, there's so many other teams that, that could have. That want, that I'm sure that wanted him. Yeah. Like, like, someone had to have wanted him. Like, uh, first of all, I don't understand. Did the Mavericks know that he was not going to play the rest of the season? Because if I'm the Mavericks, I want to get a top five pick. Because right, their well, top five picks protected. No, they don't have their pick this year, though. No, it's pre- it's top five protected. I, I thought they don't have their pick. Oh, I'm not. I think it might be top five. They protected traded it to the no. For, they they traded to the Hawks with the Donchich with the Donchich trade. trade. So they don't have their pick this year. Are you sure it's not protected? I don't think it's protected. Right. I'm pretty sure that was the whole thing of the deal and how they got. to... I'm gonna look it up though. But continue. So if yeah, I'm just saying if I don't know why like the Mavericks wanted him. Let's say their pick is top five protected. They should be wanting to lose the rest of the games this season. Right. Also, I, my problem with the trade. I mean, no, not my problem. One thing I saw about the trade is, I thought the Knicks right away were going to buy out DeAndre Jordan. Agreed. And we haven't. And yet. we haven't done that. Agreed. And DeAndre Jordan and Kevin Durant are very good friends. Are they? Yes. I didn't even know that. They're very good friends. I. Okay, but what do you? I've seen what one of my friends. Do, one of my friends. Send me a collage that he found on Twitter oh, of God. ten different pictures of Draymond Green. I mean, of DeAndre Jordan and Kevin and Durant. Kevin Durant together, like hugging on Team USA, yeah, hugging yeah. on the West All Stars, yeah. and like talking to each other with their shirts over. So their it is mouths. protected. It is protected. Top five protected. I don't know what the protection is, but it is protected. So you're right on that. Um, but they're gonna have to give that that pick to them eventually. So I don't. I just don't know how. Like I understand why they want him because they want. To have Kristaps and Luca as their future, which is could be deadly. which is deadly if they can get him to stay. <laughs> First team All Europe, but it's that's it's a gamble. Like this is just it's just a classic. MD, it's a gamble in NBA right now, that like 
started when the Thunder traded for Paul George with one year left on his deal and got him to stay. Then the Raptors did with Kawhi, hoping they can pitch him in their building. Just, and I think I think Kawhi's gonna end up staying. I think he's gonna end up staying too. I think it'd be crazy to leave. Philly yeah. just did it with Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler. Like this is where the league is going right now, where you feel like when you get him in house, you show him your culture, you show him how it is, you think you can get him to stay. Yeah. And so I, like, they're they probably they. But for like, for the Mavericks, they gave they took on two bad contracts. We also got two first round picks, which uh, which is great. Okay. <laughs> but we took on, but like, they, so the Mavericks. You think about it though, they had no leverage with Dennis Smith. Everyone knew Dennis Smith wanted out. Yeah, and they somehow knew, yeah. turned. We could. I feel like if we, if if the Knicks wanted Dennis Smith, we could have gotten him for nothing. Agreed. Like they turned Dennis Smith, a guy who everyone knew didn't want to be there, two first round picks into Kristaps, and all they had to do was take on two bad contracts. And Tim Hardaway contract, Tim Hardaway Junior.'s contract is bad, but he's, he's a, a he's a good. He's player. gonna give them something. Yeah, exactly. He. He was averaging 19 a game for the Yeah, games. I mean, he, the problem is... I mean, is, he was shooting all the shots, and that, we, That's the problem. Yeah. He was just in such a high-volume role yeah. that he shouldn't be in. He could... He was... When he when the Knicks first traded him, and he was on the Hawks, yeah. not getting paid a lot of money, Mm-mm. he was not that bad on the Hawks. No. Right? No. I mean, he was... Uh, he was... Fine. Yeah. I mean... Nothing crazy. He's not... Obviously, he's I mean, not he a centerpiece. He's not a first piece. not a second, third. But he was, he's a six man. He was good enough to get that four year... He can year. be a really good six man. He can be a really good shooter. He, he was good enough score. to get the, that four year $72 million yeah, offer for some sheet reason, him from the Hawks. See if we just never sign those two guys. So this is this is what I just want to talk about. I think two max slots and Porzingis, Tingus, Pingus. Tingus, Pingus. So I do want... Because the trade, as much as we can bant about it right now, we won't know how it's going to turn until out the until summer. the summer. Summer's so, gonna be fun. The summer is gonna be fun because the Knicks are in play. We have a shot. And we have a it, shot it's at either a gonna lot. it's either gonna make me the happiest guy in the world or it's just gonna make me depressed and think that James Dolan and Steve Mills it's and like Perry are the dumbest fired, people of all time. He can't fire himself. I mean, yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> just I mean, sell the team. I just Please, don't, if I don't, you're don't, listening, sell the team. I don't think I, yeah, shout out James <laughs> Dolan listening to the pod. Um I just don't think we're gonna be anything with him. Like it's just hard pressed for me to believe that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Boston and Golden State are arguably the two best basketball situations right now. Yeah. Kyrie Irving, I don't know what the hell makes him happy, but he should be yeah. happy in yeah, Boston. Yeah, he should, but he's, he's not. I know he's not, but if he's not happy there, he's like, he can't. And we're taking... But we're if ta- he's with KD, he will be just happy. Just hear me out. We're hoping for the guys, star players, in the two best basketball situations that are going to be competing for an NBA championship to leave their situation, sign off four years of their prime to James Dolan, to work for James Dolan. That's what they're doing. And also, also this is the catch. Another bad thing, Kevin Durant, not is notoriously known for not being able to handle the media. Yeah, Kyrie Irving has faltered under media pressure this Kyrie year. Kyrie Irving's an idiot. And so we're both <laughs> gonna bring those two guys into the New York media. They're gonna get yeah. grilled. But I think that well, first of all, I think KD is. I think KD's not staying because it's kind of like. Everyone's like, oh, like, wow, Katie, you can win the finals. Uh, with- he's the finals MVP, though. Like, I just think I know. No, not- I'm not like I'm not saying I agree with it completely. Like, right. obviously, it's not an easy thing to go out there and win the championship every year. Yeah, but he, I just feel like he wants to. This is not what he wanted to do with his career. Agreed. I he think didn't that's want right. to go pair up with the other studs in the league. I think he want. I think he wants to do it somewhere, not somewhere else. He wants to do it on on his own or less. Yeah. Of or Which, more on I mean, his own with someone else. Bring still. back the Knicks would be like it doesn't get it doesn't get bigger yeah. than that. I mean, that's you'll the be, task that you'll that be no the do. you'll be the most favorite you'll be the favorite guy in, in New York, York City history. Yeah, if you can if bring, you bring back, back the Knicks right now. Yeah, I but I just all sports. I'm just I just having trouble. I'm just having trouble grasping that he's gonna leave Golden State it's, dynasty. When you best say situation, like that, it's tough to think after that he's gonna win NBA Finals. They're gonna win the finals, so he's gonna he's gonna win the finals, MVP or not. And he's gonna leave to come play for James Dolan. I just can't. Like he might, and it's not even like he didn't tell have, tell them now. I'm gonna come, and then he just has that change of heart. Like I just feel like so much can change six months from now, and yeah. it's such a big. Bet. I just have hope for it. I want to have hope. And only time will tell. Hundred percent, time will tell. So before we move on from the Knicks, we just I think we pretty much hammered home that they suck and the management yeah. sucks and everything sucks and it's suck. been very miserable. But we have had a. A few couple good moments. So we each wanted to do a little Mount Rushmore. We've kind of talked talk briefly about some of the moments already, but a Mount Rushmore of our favorite Knicks moments. So we'll just trade off one by one. If we have yeah. overlapping ones, we have overlapping ones. So my first one, I ne- I had the Shump putback dunk. 
That's mine. That was just classic. Me and you were watching it together in that room right behind us. Classic. Like, just flying out of nowhere, just jump out of your seat, just like... In the playoffs. In the playoffs, (laughs) it's like a huge stage, and it's just like, whoa, who is that guy? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it was. Second-year player. It was just like, whoa, that guy. I didn't didn't know that guy could do that. It was great. And, like, we knew he was an athlete, but it was like, that was so legit. It was impressive. That's one of my... Yeah, that's just one of the... Another dunk that's underrated also, it was JR against the Heat. He's driving baseline. And you think he's going to go for a reverse yeah, layup. Yeah. And then he, and just it's low, like he's about to shoot layup, and then yep. he gets four inches higher yes. and dunks it. Yes. That was exactly crazy. That was a great dunk. That's on my rush. That's on your Mount Rushmore? Nick's moments. That dunk was crazy. I'm going to go off that on J.R. Smith. So J.R. Smith, Melo, I need to look up the box score. There's no way Melo played in this game. Where he shot 22? Yeah. There, no way. He I, might have, though. Yeah. He easily could have. Whether Melo or not, yeah. J.R. Smith. Hit, set the NBA or the Knicks record for <laughs> 10 threes in a game against the Heat. And you're thinking, yeah, it was probably like a Steph game where he was like 10 of 13, really feeling himself. No. J.R. Smith jacked up 22 threes <laughs> against the Heat in in an April regular season just game. Just because he felt like it. Just because he felt like it. And it's actually a wild game to go back and watch. I've watched highlights from Like, just out of nowhere, he just like decided he was going to jack 22 threes. <laughs> He only finished with 32 points, so he must have had two free throws <laughs> or a layup. I mean, the fact that he jacked up 22 he was threes, not a good free throw sure. made 10 of them and only had 32 points, that's insane. Yeah, that's hard to do. I mean, <laughs> I, let me, I need to make sure I've read that right. Like, there's no way you can only have 32 points, 10 on, threes. On 22. Like, you need to get a, a dunk or a layup or a mid-range, something. But you can go for your next. But that's just completely random. Mine, sums up J.R. Smith's career on the Knicks. One of the best nights in the Garden was Melo's buzzer beaters mm-hmm. against Chicago the first one to go to overtime when he hit that deep three with the three right. to the dome yep. with the garden going nuts like he's high-fiving Spike, Spike and all those yep. guys on the court side and then in overtime we're tied and he hits another buzzer yep. beater three to win yeah that, that was, was great that was crazy he mean yeah. he, that was probably the, the livest I've ever seen the garden on even on TV. and also it was every close game we were in with Melo he got the last shot and he did the same move every time. Same move every time. <laughs> same move every and time. And it worked twice in a row in the same game. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of, that's wild to me that people just didn't like, okay, he's not dry. He has yeah. zero interest in getting to the rim. He is going to jab step 25 times mm-hmm. and either shoot a pull-up mid-range or yeah. a pull-up three. That's pull-up. Yeah, I mean, that's he has zero, <laughs> he has no zero interest in breaking you down, zero interest in going to the rim. He All he wants to do is take a contested jump shot. He's like, watch shoot right over you with yeah. four guys in my That's face. all he wants to do is take I'm not passing. Definitely nope. not passing. I'm not passing. I'm not driving to the rim. I'm not drawing any defense. It's me versus you one-on-one, and I'm just going to pull up in your mouth. Yeah. That's what it is. That was live. That, that was definitely a good moment. Um, my, I feel like we talked about them all. I had Lance Sanity as mine because you can't not. Yeah. I mean, we, we went over that. Do you have anything else that we didn't go over? The 62-point game. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was the highest scoring points at the Garden mm. that Harden almost just beat <laughs> Yeah, with 61. Harden was ridiculous. Oh, that, that was game. crazy. That he was game. insane that game. It, yeah. Yeah, that was but Mello, though, 62. Was yeah. He had 21 in the first quarter. Yeah. And he hit a half court buzzer beater at the end of the first quarter, or maybe mm-hmm. the end of the first half. Yeah. That was a great game. For so me. I arguably saved, not, I wouldn't say my best for last, but this is probably one of my most memorable moments. Amari Stoudemire <laughs> in the playoffs against the Heat, frustrated when we're not playing well after a loss in American Airlines Arena, decides to just unload and. <laughs> Punch a fire extinguisher for no what reason. What any normal person would whatsoever. do whatsoever. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, my bad. That's 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 a coping technique. Just angry. So let me go punch a fire extinguisher because that's not gonna have any consequences for my hand. Break some just bones. Breaking some bones out for the rest of the series and like just a serious injury that like classic. That's I mean, that you, sums up our next slide. You can't make that up though. Like yeah, I'm gonna like voluntarily out of anger. I'm just you know what? that's how I take my. It's like a five year old does that. Yeah. So that was like one of those. It's like oh. That's like that's the Knicks. Yeah, like that's the exactly. Knicks I'm used to. Like our one of our best players punching. So our Mount Rushmore of moments was a couple dunks, a buzzer beater, Jr. shooting twenty two shots in a regular season from game. three, in a regular and and Mello punching and Mello had a very good game at the goal. Yeah, I mean, the, I, mean I that's tried. Our Knicks. That's I was our very Knicks close lives. to putting one of my Mount Rushmore moments as like right now trying to look for memorable moments and then just coming up empty-handed. But I was like, oh, you can do better than that. But, like, that was really in play. Yeah. Like, it's just been sad. It's been a long 12 years for us. 20, I mean, you've only counted all our lives, but, like, we didn't really pay attention until that mellow trade like we talked about. But just, like, ever since then, just nothing. One play, one playoff series win. Other than that, getting swept in other playoff series. I mean, 
it's just 14. That's the number. It's yeah. the number any, all anyone cares Sometimes about. Sometimes I think about it like this. Like, every other team, it feels like every other team in the East also, like, ran into LeBron and lost. Yeah. I don't know. I just, you could, if you want to be optimistic, you could think about it like that. Yeah. I just, if we, like, no one was being LeBron nothing. anyway. <laughs> well, we've done nothing. And it's, it's just, been even it's just, w- if we weren't going to beat LeBron, we didn't do it right. Yeah. Like, we didn't, we never successfully tanked and got a good pick besides Porzingis. Yeah. Which we could have done I mean, every single the one Porzingis, of the Porzingis, like, I know we hammered home the Porzingis trade, but just to put it in perspective, like, we traded our franchise player because he wasn't happy because the management was were assholes. So there's that. And in that deal, we gave up. Oh, yeah, we dumped our contracts that we decided to sign Courtney Lee to and a four-year, $48 million deal and matched him Hardaway Jr.'s offer sheet. And got back. Or didn't match offer And got back someone who could It was such him. a bad contract, the Hawks were like, yeah, take him. Yeah. We don't, we don't <laughs> want to match. That's how bad it was. It's like, take him back to New York. And then we sweetened a salary cap dump. Oh, I'm sorry. We got back the point guard that we passed on two years earlier <laughs> and picked another point guard. Who everyone wanted. Everyone won Dennis. So our team is now loaded up with bust point guards. Yes. I have not bust. Not what they were supposed to be. Well, we gave up Trey Burke, so we lost one in that category. Oh, that's true, yeah. But still, yeah, that's the premise of our team. We have Frank and then Moutier, who was also in that Porzingis yeah. draft. So now Dennis. I, w- I want to talk draft for the Knicks for a second before we finish up with LeBron, because I do want to talk about LeBron for a little bit. The Knicks basically, by the position they're in right now, they're kind of screwed if they don't get Zion. It's definitely Zion or bust. Like, not just because Zion... Like, Zion is head and shoulders so far above everyone else, which is true, but that's not the reason. Like, why? Yeah, there could be other good players. It's, I think I know what you're going to say with, with RJ. I don't like RJ that much. Yeah. Anymore. Like, I'll talk... This will be, like, a major topic for the next two months. He's been so underwhelming. Yeah. I agree. But think about this. Second best player, in my opinion, if we do get the two-pick. John pick, Morant. John Morant. Yeah. Why are we going to take another point He's guard? He's a stud. He's a stud. But we have Dennis... And then we're going to go after more point guards. So why take him? That's stupid. Yeah. Cam Reddish, who I think is probably the third best player or third best prospect on the board right now, is just a better Kevin Knox. I was about to say so why? Kevin so Knox. then just, then what? You're giving up on Knox after a year? That's stupid. And then there's just no one else. There's so no centers. There's Zion no... or someone else we already have, have on our team. Right. Exactly. We have, I mean, John Morant is very good and probably is no, definitely better than any point guard we have. Right. But we have three point guards. Exactly. So there's no point. Like that's it. That's what I'm just saying. Like, like oh, so now we're gonna have four point this guards. This lottery carries so much weight. Yeah. I don't know how anxious I'm gonna be. Like very the next ten to fifteen to twenty years of our lives rely rely on p- fucking ping pong uh, balls. Fourteen point two percent ping chance. pong balls. Fourteen percent chance. But it's of rigged for balls. New York. So it is right. rigged. So I think that was enough Knicks talk. I think we covered everything from yeah. like the Knicks suck. The peak drop down to the misery, I and mean, they suck. There's no other way. Like <laughs> it's just an awful franchise. Yeah, awful franchise. Awful. So we uh, we do need to talk about LeBron though, and I don't want to spend too much on this because I've kind of hammered it home with Reed a couple of days ago. But I'm gonna let you get off your words because I'm very curious to hear what you have to say about LeBron right now. I want to I want to know about LA Bron, LeBron, LA Bron. So I think that they, LeBron, it, right now it's like a shit show in LA. It's a shit show. It, yeah. Before, so they had. Everyone with the trade rumors, and in Indiana, they're all like, "LeBron's gonna trade you." Yeah, and then everyone <laughs> was, it was that it was, was hilarious. It was LeBron's way. gonna trade all of the Lakers for Anthony Davis, and which then is, or so they're gonna do sign some, which is sign some guys off no. the street to play with them. Yeah, I, I didn't if even they, if they did that trade. I didn't even think it was a plausible <laughs> trade to begin with. Like yeah. you're gonna have no team. The yeah, so trade never went through, obviously. Yeah, and then now. It's LeBron and these young guys mm-hmm. who did just beat the Celtics in a great game. Rondo with that buzzer so beater. So that I think that Rondo buzzer beater, like yeah, it's just one win in the win column. It, that I saved think it their could season. Something that saved their it season. Could, now everyone knows, like, all right, we're here and we have LeBron on our team, mm-hmm. so we're gonna go. We're make obviously making a run. I think. I, I think they're gonna. I, I think if it weren't for that game, I don't know if they make the playoffs. I I think they are going to make playoffs. And I think they're going to win. They're going to win until they see the Warriors. Dude, that's what I think LeBron just, does. It's just hard because you don't know what you're going to get night in, night out. Yeah, I just, that's like, true. Because these guys are Your second up. best player can't be Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. Like, I love Kuz, but he He's can't be your best second best player. best player. And neither can Ingram. But when LeBron is your first best player? I don't know. I think they're going to win. I mean, we'll see. But I think they're going to win until they see the Warriors. Could be the Western Conference Finals. Could be the first round. Right. They could or see it could the be the second round. Or second it could round. be anywhere. Right. But I think there, it just depends on what side of the bracket you're on. 
I think they're right. going to wait until they see the Warriors. Uh, if it's not them, I think it's going to. I think the Thunder are the second best team in the West. Thunder are good. Paul George is very, very good. See, I just I'm I do like when people are like Paul George for MVP. Like, let's pump the brakes on that a little bit. Like, he's been unreal. Yeah. But let's not forget about what Harden and Giannis have yeah, done the entire yeah, exactly. year. But I'm all for Paul George being All Star starter and first team All yeah, NBA. Yeah, hundred percent. He's first team All NBA. Yeah, no definitely. doubt about it. So I, I just think the thing I struggle with with LeBron is like, you're willing to put everyone on the table, and then it didn't work out. And what do you say to them now? Yeah, you're just like, well, because yeah. they know that it was him with the talk. It's human clutch. That so it's like it's a little awkward relationship. I think it's so awkward. But I also think that these guys are young. LeBron could really be their father. Yeah. And they're just like, he's just like, he probably had a talk with them, I'm guessing, because he's a good leader. Yeah. He probably had a talk with them after. He's like, we're all here right now. Trade the over. No more rumors or whatever, and we're making a run. But because I'm just, on your team, so we have to make a run. But they're not naive. Like, they know they're going to be right back on the block come draft night. Yeah. Like, everyone knows that. So that's just like the part where I struggle with. Where but it's like, they're all competitors. They all want to win. So I think. I know, but there's just. If I'm Lonzo. If I if I'm one of those players, you I I put it behind me for now. There's just a human aspect about it. That just like and Reed was like preaching this. Like there's like at some point, like it's like with the Jimmy Weller thing. Like at some point, you can't just put it all aside before the game and go out and compete. Like yeah. at some point, there has to be repercussions and there has to be a breaking point. And I just think like that that is a really good win over Boston. But at some point, there's gonna be a breaking point for them. Yeah, for those guys. I mean, poor Lonzo Ball. With ball. getting traded and his dad. His dad is <laughs> insane. It's not even like his dad. Lavar is like he, L- Lonzo is Lavar's son. Right. Like Lavar comes first. Right. Lavar literally <laughs> comes first. I mean, and it's just so funny. Like Lavar re popping up on Undisputed Coward, saying, just making the FS1. He wants of, to go to the Suns. If right. Just traded. making just making the FS1 He's tour talk it into existence. <laughs> but like he did that with the Lakers. Yeah, he did do that. No, I'm saying like he's just gonna do it again. Like, it's just it's just unrealistic. Like yeah. that means the Suns have to trade for him. Like yeah. Lonzo Ball, you have the least say in where you're going. Exactly. In this. Like you have no say. Yeah. So that's just like a whole really interesting situation. But I think LeBron has handled this extremely poorly. Yeah, I think he also he went like, but what did he think was gonna happen? He that's went my point. To the Lakers that's with a team point. that was not supposed to be good right now for three years, and it's just like, all right, we have to be good right, right. now. And I think that's that's why I don't like him. Say, like, well, he's gonna Luke, get someone. Like Luke Walton, Luke Walton sucks now. Yeah, like Luke, Wal- Luke Walton was really good last year, yeah. and those guys were really good last year, and, and they, they all, all like playing for each other. But now Luke Walton sucks. Like, I'm what to bring in Mark Jackson or Jason yeah, Kidd? They're just gonna bring in someone, Who? Jason Kidd. I mean, that would, I don't know. That's that a rumor. Be weird signing. That's yeah, no, that is a rumor. But I just like I just don't get it with LeBron. That's like clearly like, he wasn't doing the right job with the box. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you can't use Giannis and you do, you can't get Giannis in and transition. all those dudes with length, right? I mean, <laughs> they, yeah, that, he botched that team. But like, I just don't get like what he th- thought was gonna happen. Like, fine, go trade for Ant Davis. You're not like you have no team. It's That's LeBron, Anthony traded, Davis, and Rondo did, and Lance. If they did that trade, they would have to sign five guys off the street to play so with them. Here's my theory, and I said this on the other and pod. Solomon Hill. I said this on the other pod. Like, it's been going around now for a while that people don't really want to play with LeBron. Yeah. In free agency. Like, especially Anthony Davis LA. wants to, though. Anthony and Davis does because Anthony Davis is chasing rent. Yeah, I was reading tweets that, like, Anthony Davis cares more about what's good for LeBron than what's good for Anthony Davis. Yeah, but. No other guys are really ring chasing anymore because everyone has rings. Yeah. All these, most people do. But like, I feel like it's LeBron kind of realizing, okay, I might, we might strike out in free agency and this is our one shot. This is like our best shot to just overwhelm the Pelicans and try to get him. Obviously it didn't pan out, but like if people are saying, just wait till 2020, sign him free agency. One, LeBron's old. the Pelicans aren't going to let that happen. I know. And two, LeBron's getting old. Yeah. Pelicans are going to trade him. They're not just going to let Anthony Davis contract dwindle yeah. out yeah no get out of here <laughs> but I just like I don't know what LeBron thought you, you said it like I don't know what he thought was gonna happen this team is three years away they two three years away and he's yeah, ex- and he's win now two three years away from retiring 100% <laughs> yeah I mean he's we'll see what he does at the end of his deal he's a full sign of, I mean if he wants to it's a four son. year deal I don't, but he I think they'll get someone I think they have to get someone. LeBron they, can't go in off season without getting anyone. I mean, they just can't. It can't like next year. It can't be LeBron and the young guys. Like yeah. I just, they can't suit up and do it this will, again. Yeah, it can be, but I could see like LeBron, Kemba, and the young guys, or LeBron and mm. and someone like 
I don't even know. Like who? Like Tobias if he doesn't resign. Well, Tobias. I mean, I doubt Tobias. Like this is the problem. I don't know who yeah, wants know who wants to go there to right go now. there and be LeBron's third wheel with yeah. Anthony Davis. I don't know who wants to do that. I don't. I don't well, think Kawhi. I don't think Kawhi wants to do that. I think yeah. We we talked about it. Kawhi's gonna. I think Kawhi's gonna stay in Toronto. Agreed. Why? Well, I don't think. I think he'd be stupid to leave. Yeah. I think he'd be stupid to leave. Do you have any any last words before we wrap this up? No. I think we really just hit praying. on everything. Praying on the fourteen point two percent chance, yeah, and praying that the Knicks are tampering the hell out of the NBA, literally, and getting literally. Kevin Durant and letting him pick like another the Knicks. Max deal. The Knicks better be lo- like making Clutch look like I they're really following all cheating. the rules. <laughs> like Clutch better be following all the rules compared to James Dolan right yeah. now. Yeah, like if you make that trade without knowledge, I have no words for you. Exactly, no words for you. So we better be cheating, hundred <laughs> percent. So one, well, thank you for coming on. It's been yep. a long time in the works, and yeah. hopefully we can do it again soon. Yep. Thank you for having me. All right, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and follow me on Twitter at Jake in the Paint and keep up with all my stuff at jakeinthepaint.com as we approach March Madness, the end of college basketball, NBA playoffs are coming up, and of course the draft end of June, but we'll start all the pre-draft content as the college basketball season starts to wrap up, so stay tuned for that, and thank you for listening.